the Frames Per Second Podcast. Bye, 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 bye. A.K.A. Mr. No Disrespectful And you are now listening to Frames Per Second Podcast uh, Beyonce, Coachella, Baychella, Beachella Get sorry, it right I gotta get Come it right I'm sorry, get it right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Get it right <laughs> Beachella uh, edition um, As far as we're gonna review the special that Beyonce uh, did a su- surprise release actually I think it was like the week of they announced it um, even though people were anticipating something um, but today I'm here with Tiffany from the Black Korea podcast Sophie from Is The Mic Still On Tyler from Dead End Gaming and May from pretty much everything now right? <laughs> <laughs> Frames for a Second podcast hello so yeah um, I wanted to get first reactions um, as far as not only just the special but just like the surprise release how everything was rolled out like what did y'all think about it the week of when it dropped so for me, I just thought that it was really odd that she just released it without really actually showing everybody or telling everybody about it or advertising as much as she usually does for all of her concerts. So uh, I don't know. I think it was such a great marketing for not talking about it. That's, that's Beyonce's brand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I kind of expected it. Um, I will say the only th- I, I'll, I'll say that till I give my reaction on on the homecoming thing. But it was it was. It was to kind of to be expected because with her albums and stuff, she's dropped this. And since this wasn't like a tour, it was really just a show. I kind of it was kind of on brand for her. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, Y'all could y'all could. I don't think she'll ever make an announcement ever again, or she needs to. But that's the thing. She's always said that like she she doesn't like. to have anything to come between her and the fans when it comes to music so she she thinks that you know she's at this point in her career where you know promotion can kind of just ruin that experience you know how sometimes you can say as an artist oh i'm gonna you know drop a project in april and april comes and goes and then fans are annoyed with you and you're Mm -hmm. like man i was making changes to the album or i was tweaking it and it's just kind of like miscommunication and now they're like kind of pushing you to to feel this music you know what i'm saying yeah. people are doing the same thing with rihanna right now you know like mm-hmm. where's the album where's the album where the album and she's working on all these other things in these other avenues and that's just not her focus so there would be no reason for her to announce an album and then push it back and then her be fighting with fans so i think that's what beyonce has said um in the past like when she even dropped self-titled like she had this realization where she was like you know i'm just not gonna do it anymore like i just want there to be nothing to be between my music or my art and my fans so yeah that's totally on brand for her for sure so what did you guys think of the special itself i know you guys are beyonce fans so you probably already saw the coachella performance for sure actually i want to say i guess it probably kind of makes sense for me to start off in that regard because i'm not a super big beyonce fan like compared to most people Mm -hmm. and i had not seen the Coachella performance. I had seen bits and pieces that oh, people sure. were posted, but I'd never seen it. <laughs> you ain't the only one. I'm, I'm with you with that. <laughs> Sad. And so, like, the thing is, <laughs> Sad. you know, I mean, I have, like, I definitely have some Beyonce songs mm-hmm. on my iTunes that I've listened to over the years. I still remember when Destiny's Child first came out Man. with No, 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 No. 
like which was kind of their first song so I remember I've seen Beyonce kind of come up through the game but I was I'm not a part of the Beehive I'm not a Beyonce stand but that being said having watched the Homecoming special today and I might not have necessarily watched it if it were not for this podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad that I did because job. it no, like it was the bomb, like for real. And I don't oh, so even I really definitely have... want to know your take then for sure because <laughs> it's like fresh eyes, fresh ears, mm-hmm. fresh all that. Yeah, I don't even have the words. Unbiased, just kind of like awe inspired. And like I said, I'm not. I don't consider myself to be a part of the Beehive, mm-hmm. um, but that. Watching that today was kind of a game changer. Wait, for me. like I've always respected her, but I just seeing the amount of detail, maybe? seeing the amount of detail, seeing the performance because the performance was incredible. It was absolutely incredible, and also I think the thing that really gives me an even greater amount of respect for Beyonce than I had previously, and not even previously to today, but previously to a couple months or years ago just seeing the way that she's kind of become more and more openly and um, visibly pro-black and kind of bringing the spotlight to HBCUs and kind of being like fuck y'all at the Super Bowl when she came out with the Black Panther inspired gear because Mm -hmm. that pissed off a lot of Of white people Mm -hmm. And that to me, like the fact that she's gotten to that point in her career where she doesn't have to be all polished and she can cuss a little bit if she wants or say fuck you, like seeing that part of her gave me a whole different respect for her than I had previously. And today I would say just really cemented that having watched the Homecoming documentary, it really just gave me a completely new perspective on her. So Tyler, just to kind of like piggyback off of what you were saying, I know that since I know now that you don't really follow Beyonce like that. I remember um, for the Super Bowl performance when she did perform Formation, that whole thing was a surprise or a shock in the Hive community or whatever because it was a day where I remember where I was. I woke up from a nap and my friend texted me a link. There was no caption. There was nothing. It was a link and she was like, bitch, watch this. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, what is this? It was her whole, you, you know, her surprise. It's not, it's like a surprise but not really surprise. It's just straight to the fans. Straight, the art is straight to the fans and I, I watched the video and you know she performed it at the Super Bowl and obviously you know uh, within the following uh, week they had all these headlines about white people being pissed because you know Black Panther and like you know the representation the that she said had. they weren't going to secure exactly. her her, 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 her oh I forgot about mm-hmm. that right because yeah, she, that was like around was that around Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and all of that yeah maybe? it was that whole fiasco yeah. where they said the Miami police were not going she was opening up her tour for formation in mm-hmm. Miami and they were saying that the police in Miami were going to boycott the show and not give her any protection or security or whatever and she at her show sold t-shirts that said boycott Beyonce Mm -hmm. so it's just (laughs) like she don't give a fuck no more like she doesn't give a fuck and I think that that is one of the most beautiful things about it and I do want to hear your perspective on like well because I mean I know how we've well I've analyzed it for a year because I saw it it like in live time I was up in New York 3 Mm a.m. watching it Um, so just as like a you know somebody who openly doesn't you know, stand quote unquote Beyonce. It's 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 cool to hear like that fresh opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not many of you. <laughs> there's like three I mean, less. Especially I'm, there's two in the room because I'm I'm in the same boat with her when it comes to. I watched it for the first time on Monday. Uh, well, earlier this week, mm-hmm. and. I got the exact same feeling that you got because I've always I mean I, I like Beyonce's music I mean she makes great music so I, I and I, I love greatness so I just follow it as it goes I'm not always seeking it out mm-hmm. but just watching this holistically because it basically covers her whole career as far as this whole performance but in the 
I really appreciated the intimate moments that she let you in on. Because For sure. Before then, she she because she doesn't do interviews. She doesn't do like you know all these. Uh, she's she's not on no reality she's show. There's, there's there's no, no way, shade room yeah, Beyonce at all. There's nothing. That, <laughs> I'm sorry. If she don't like if they don't release it, you're not gonna hear nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like for her. So I always felt like she was guarded in that sense that you know she understands like she's seen so many people go through this industry and get torn up by it mm-hmm. that she wants to be. Well, you she know, was torn up by it in the beginning of her career too. I yeah. mean, you think about all the stuff she went through with Destiny's Child and just how picture perfect she had to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, from mm-hmm. the beginning. And yeah. so like to Tyler's point, it's been really cool because I was. A fan since the first album and it's been really cool to kind of watch her grow in that capacity to watch her stop doing interviews um, to watch her start to guard herself because in the beginning she had to be all over the place mm-hmm. um, especially like when they started going through all the cast changes with Destiny's Child and because Beyonce was the villain of that group for a really long time yeah so and I remember that because I was like I don't really like her but I like Destiny's Child she's like the quintessential light skinned long haired pretty girl we're supposed to like her so it was just too cliche to me but as time has gone on you can't whether you like love her or hate her you can't help but respect her hustle exactly so, so and, and and for me I love watching like the behind the scenes grind of certain things like mm-hmm. like uh, craftsmanship like how she was like uh, directing everything and like all these ideas like she was talking about color formations and how that represents everything that goes along with the show and I was like, mm-hmm. I love that because it it shows that hard work is the reason why she's here. Yeah. It's not because of like That's she does Everything have God, is intentional for she sure. Does, yeah, she does have God given talent, but it's the hard work that keeps her here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany, I want to hear your reactions. As I far just feel it. like she actually shows her craftsmanship a lot more than other people. Like during a concert, because mm-hmm. this is not the first time she actually showed that before. Mm-hmm. Like she always talks about her family. She even in a lemonade concert, she was talking about how. Um, like what kind of like relationships she went through, like mm-hmm. all the behind stories during the performances. So for this, it's not new, but at the same time, I just I don't know. For me, this Coachella one wasn't all that great. I really didn't the performance like it as much. or the performance itself. I mean, I love the transition between the music and how she collaborate everything together, mm-hmm. and how she bring in you know different genre and all this stuff. I love it, but. I just didn't like that it was literally just college related. Really? I just thought there was going to be a little bit of a change, different development into a different scenario, different stories, not just on stage performance. I don't know. Okay, let me speak to that. <laughs> so, okay, for me, I saw, like y'all, I saw um, her when she did the original Coachella. So I saw it in real time, watched it several times, loved it. Several times. Um, so I will say that the documentary as a whole I wasn't the biggest fan of after watching it like the second and a half time I was like okay I'm over the hype of seeing the performance again I wanted more documentary footage for yeah, sure that, yeah that's, that was yeah. the best part of that whole thing absolutely but to the college point so Part one, I'm a band geek. I was in marching band, so that spoke to, I was like in tears because mm-hmm. Battle of the Bands was everything. Every year we go to the Georgia Zone to watch the Battle of the Bands. Southwest Cab always had the best high school band. Like I was in that aspect. Damn, that's so, so cool. Yeah, so that aspect grabbed my, was, was 
was grabbed my heartstrings immediately. But to speak to your point, the fact that it was all college, that's such a culture. Like the fraternities, the sororities, the music, the culture the around college. Yeah. The, 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 that the, is very everything. much a culture. So it just, it was so goddamn black. And I just <laughs> loved that. I just loved, and I love the fact that it was, because it's such a culture and it can incorporate so many different things. You have the musicianship of the bands, you have the dancing, you've got so many different, different types components. of dancers. Yeah, different There was types like of contemporary dancers. Yes. There were like yeah. the, the pop and locking, mm-hmm. the contortionists, the step, and all of that. stepping. Yeah. There was so many different types of dancers and so many different yeah. types of people. And the fact that she handpicked all of those and a lot of them from like specific HBCUs mm-hmm. was crazy. But just kind of going back to the start for me, I remember when I was sitting up at motherfucking 3 a.m. waiting. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to do that. I, I watched know. it the next morning. And you know what's crazy? I literally, because I had a flight to catch at 6. Mm-hmm. So I literally stayed up till three watch the whole thing and i had it like an hour be- before mm-hmm. getting to the airport so i was like fuck it i just pulled an all-nighter me and my sister watched it together mm-hmm. and i was on the phone with my friend um who lives in la so we're on facetime like, like watching it but what was crazy to me was you never know what beyonce is gonna do right especially like when she does a tour you know you can't really avoid tour footage you know maybe some of the outfits she's gonna wear you know when I went on the the ape shit tour you know I kind of know what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. and then you experience it and it's completely different when it's live but with the Coachella thing you don't know what you're gonna get you know like and this was basically her homecoming because Mm -hmm. she had two babies and you know her Mm -hmm. body was different and she talks about that but what was crazy to me is when you're watching it and she's in that first black outfit with the cape and mm-hmm. the hat it's and the TV get up yes and she's walking and you know she has that walk yeah you know she has that walk so she's walking down this fucking what is this, this aisle that looks like it's like a hundred feet long right and then there's this girl with the drum so the, it just started throwing me off because I did not know what to expect so I'm like okay drum I knew as soon as she started blowing that whistle <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. You, like, as soon as the whistle? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, because she had the marching band outfit on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my yeah, my, God. She, oh okay. My God. So, so, so this is, okay. So this is what kind of fucked me up because I wasn't in anything. I didn't do sports. I didn't do mm-hmm. band. I didn't do choir. I didn't do any of that stuff in high school, personal reasons, whatever. Yeah. Um, but when I went to college and I did not go to an HBCU, mm-hmm. but I went to a college that was kind of black. Right. <laughs> so we definitely had, you know, our uh, college integrated with like the AUC when it comes mm-hmm. to like our actual homecoming and stuff like that. So we heard the bands, we saw the stepping, all of that. And so I'm familiar with that for sure. Right. And I instantly, like once I saw the bleachers, I was oh. like, okay, this bitch yes. got me <laughs> fucked up, period. Because what is going on? I was like, okay, the bleachers. And it's just, I don't think a lot of people take into account how tall and how high those bleachers are. And the fact that she just walked down without, because she's not looking down. She's practicing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all got stairs in your house, but you know, you could run up and down in the middle of the night without else. hitting that shit. I have shit. a phobia of that. No, I, yes. can, I can never do that. I'm uncoordinated. Well, I only do it because I got <laughs> carpet on mine. You know, they're not like metal. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just those little things that you don't think about. And the fact that she did it on two different weekends you know the same performance but then on top of that it's like you know the outfit coordination the fact that you know she worked with Balmain to mm-hmm. you know uh, make the outfits and design the 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 gear it, it was just everything was so strategic and I was just absolutely blown away and after I watched it it's like I didn't know what the fuck I just watched I was right. just like I didn't know how to even begin processing it I knew somebody was going to come out with thing pieces because it's like 
she's so black about everything that she does now. It's like, how far? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with the quotes. Yeah. Because yeah. when she, cause that when, was dope. Because when she when she had the um oh god when Netflix. It, Netflix didn't promote this at they, all. I thought the same thing. They, I was didn't like, promote they marketed this way off. Like I'm thinking it's really going to be like some almost interview type stuff. A lot of behind the scenes. We're going to have some inspirational people talking about what it meant or something. I didn't yeah. have any idea at all. That that wasn't even my point. What I'm saying is when Netflix, Netflix could have posted like a five inch by five inch picture of the color yellow. And I would have known it was Beyonce yeah. because she's the only person who does subtle, weird shit like that. Like, hey, I'm coming. You don't know what I'm going to do, but just know that on this date, Keep be your up, stay awake. And I, I want to go to that point where you you were talking about as far as you didn't go to a, a, a predominantly uh, black school. Neither did I. Mm-hmm. And, but I had friends who did. Like, I got a friend who named Willie. He uh, he went he was went to FAMU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to FAMU mm-hmm. and he was in the band. Mm-hmm. So I know, like when you said the whistle thing, I knew, yeah. oh shit, she about to do something crazy. And it's funny, it's like because it, it was so black and we all talked about how black it was. And you you mentioned earlier as far as how Destiny's Child, how mm-hmm. she was boxed in. Why do we think she went in this direction with her career? Like just looking at it from where she started to where now. Well, I have a little bit of insight about that. I think that once you get to a certain point of stardom, you have to make a choice on what you want your legacy to be. And, you know, some people, for example, I I don't want to use anyone to like diss anybody, but I can think of a couple artists who should have been because of you know when they came out and you know the trajectory that their career was on they should be a lot further by now but aren't for whatever reason maybe they got tripped up or maybe they got caught in baby mama drama or whatever even with how she structured and i think a lot of this is due to her mama because her mom said in in interviews and stuff that she took her and solange to um therapy and stuff as kids because they knew that they were there was like sibling rivalry between Mm -hmm. them and she just wanted she knew that they were going to be stars and and different types of stars so she wanted to prepare them for that Mm -hmm. um but then even more so it's kind of like you know you have somebody like beyonce and you like I feel like she's groomed herself to basically choose not even like like philanthropic work but she she I feel like she knows that she has a responsibility almost to represent herself in this light because that's what I think is important to her. Um, so, and she doesn't have to do it. You know, a lot of people don't have to, you know, don't feel obligated, but I think that it, it's, it's dope that not only does she, you know, want to do it, but she does it in such a way where it makes you feel empowered. It doesn't make you want, like to me watching this doesn't make me want to be Beyonce. It makes me want to be the best, the best version of myself. And I feel like a that's lot real. of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people I feel like resonate with that. Cause I listen to and it. That's universal. And it's crazy. Cause I think a lot of people have the same, um, mind where it's like you know I, I hear Beyonce on the radio but it wasn't until I saw her in this this concert I really respect her now I really respect there's like this respect thing where I mean yeah she's the most respected like I think person in the industry because everyone gets quiet around her DJ Khaled said that when he first hired her or when she first hired him to like go on the um uh, tour, formation, formation tour, tour he was like you know anytime I was in a room with her you know DJ Khaled is is loud as fuck he be annoying his own wife you know what I'm saying yeah. on Snapchat and shit but he was like whenever she comes around I just don't want to fuck up her energy and it's not not saying no ad libs yeah you know <laughs> I'm not saying nothing I'm just here to be present and you know do what she wants me to do and 
I think a lot of people have that idea of her, but it's not in a sense where it's like, damn, if I say something, she's going to throw a shoe at me or be disrespectful. It's just, I don't, I just want to let her be in her own orb. You don't want to disturb the queen. You don't want to disturb it. And you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's powerful to watch. Tiffany, like from, I don't know how long you've been a fan of Beyonce, whether you're like a stan or just like respect like her music grind but like how do you feel about from watching these performances and stuff as far as artistically do you see that she has grown drastically or just just this is who she was all along and she's just revealing that to us now it just took it took her to get to know the industry and uh basically just figure out how to swim in the, with these sharks so let me just kind of like go behind of all the stories of how I got to know mm-hmm. her. So I came to the United States when I was 12. I didn't speak the language at all. Mm-hmm. And then because I didn't speak the language when I was in Korea, I didn't even know about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I know there were like Christina Aguilera and uh, she was like the hottest goddess of the United Korea? States in Korea oh, at the time. Okay. So when uh-huh. I came here, it was like Justin Timberlake was like really hot and uh, what's that, that lady that shaved her head? Oh, Britney, Britney Spears. Britney Spears, yeah. yeah. So she was like really <laughs> hot at the time. Head, so I was like, okay, cool, you know? Like, I was in like most predominantly white area mm-hmm. that I didn't really get to hear rap or mm-hmm. R&Bs or anything like that. So when I got an encounter with her, I was like, okay, she's like empowering her own. Uh, um, you know, race and she's actually a very diverse kind of person. She's reaching out to everybody. And I just love that part because I knew what it was like to not be included, not mm. be, you know, part of something that you want to be in or be secluded because of your skin color. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. She's a great artist. She's a dancer, performer. Like she's everything so i started like following her like listening to every single thing she is coming out with and i went to her concerts and stuff but my little slight issue per se with this one is because it's not really inclusive for me it was like i couldn't really relate to the band Mm. because i wasn't in a band before Mm. i don't know what that kind of culture is like right and for uh, beyonce to just do that kind of performance just like hoorah like mm-hmm. black history i'm all for it you know more powers to you, you and you should do it, it but much. i can't relate to that so i think that was part of the point though because she made that point in in the documentary with the flower crown. Yeah, she said i could have easily come to coachella put my flower crown on and done what people expected me to do but she wanted to have take the opportunity especially with her being the first black woman to perform there or to headline there she wanted to take that opportunity to show everyone else what our culture was so while I can understand why someone might feel like they're on the outside because even when I was watching some of the white people's reactions I was like they don't know what's going on let me tell you something <laughs> yeah. but, there was no explanation yeah, like how you. you should feel mm-hmm. and what the culture is about did you think it was any more explanation after you watched the documentary I do okay I do because I mean, my first time actually like hanging out at all black parties and mm-hmm. all black people was when I was in college because mm-hmm. I was never in that kind of society where never in that area before mm-hmm. so uh, for me to hang out there I was like oh my god like they're including me that's mm-hmm. cool you know I can hang out with them and I can just like mm-hmm. enjoy the music I with like them or whatever <laughs> but yeah and then, <laughs> and then I was like okay well Beyonce's cool and then their culture is very similar to mine in the sense that we love food we love hanging out with people we just care about other people and we want to you know empower our own people and i love that aspect but when you're just talking about your own thing and you're not including me then i'm just like okay well mm-hmm. okay bye yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. nice meeting you that's interesting yeah uh tyler i wanted to ask you 
and you too, Nate, uh, as far as the performers, because you just, Tyler, you just recently watched it. Uh, what what did you get from that as far as not only just the physical performance, but like hearing the testimonies that they were saying? Because um, that really like spoke to me personally as far as like seeing the legacy of not only this performance, but just her as a you know musician. And it looked like a year-long band camp, and I was all the way here for it. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that Kind of going along to some of the other things that we've talked about, about her decision to go with the HBCU theme and how she wanted, she said in the documentary that she wanted people who feel like they had always been underrepresented or that they weren't seen to all feel like they were being seen in that moment. And I think that a lot of the performers in their interviews kind of touched on that. And that to me was another beautiful thing about it. And it kind of goes to your point. And I totally, I absolutely see what you're saying in terms of how it might feel like it's not inclusive to people that aren't a part of that, but to the people that are a part of that who feel like they're not represented so often, Mm -hmm. I feel like that was one of the most beautiful things about it to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the performers kind of talked about that and giving, you know, you know, people that are at HBCUs or, you know, little black girls and boys who see this to be like, to see themselves celebrated in that way and see that aspect of our culture celebrated that way on such a, you know, an international stage mm-hmm. because people all over the world have seen, have seen this performance, mm-hmm. you know. And then I also liked the fact that she very casually, with the exception of one part, very casually included dancers of all sizes, of all colors. Yeah. She had the big mm-hmm. girls in there dancing yep. their ass mm-hmm. off. And it wasn't like... That is so intentional. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like... Uh, Oh, like I said, besides the one point part when she did um, Baby Boy, but outside of that, it wasn't like, oh, let's have the big girls have a moment. No, it was just they were just part of the yeah. show. And I thought I thought that was dope. It was white girls. It was Hispanic girls. And it was just while, while yes, it is focusing on the HBCU culture, even in that she was able to include other types of people just to be part of the show. So I thought that was dope, too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was obvious in the um, homecoming uh, video that she zoomed in basically on everybody black. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she, you know, because uh, there was a lot of white people who I think expected like, all right, like, where's my, you know, where's my Indian headdress performance? Right. Where's my flower crown performance? Like, where's Halo? Let's get, oh my God, <laughs> white people go up for Halo, y'all. <laughs> and you know, that other song with Ed Sheeran that I will yeah. never fucking listen to because yeah, he's just not my either. cup of tea. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but you know, I guess she did that too. You know, they would love to hear, like, I think what white people expected was like, uh, Beyonce has a song with Coldplay where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, in the Indian like, dress. Yeah, you know, both. They didn't oh. like that, honey. Oh, but, you know, whatever. They would go up for it because it's like an aste- it's an aesthetic thing, mm-hmm. you know. Coachella is an aesthetic thing. Yeah. It's like the tacky desert yeah. party the of the year, yeah. you know. Like, look like you're in Mad Max. And she mm-hmm. came and was like, so we're going to blacken this shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the hot sauce? Like, like she, <laughs> she literally went into... And it was so beautiful. Lift every voice. Man. Oh, yes. I teared up. Let me tell you something. With freedom. I am. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But wait, can we just talk about the last note of Lift Every Voice and Sing? And as her like voice is drawing out the first note of formation mm-hmm. start, bitch, when I tell you I fucking died, <laughs> I am a weak, like, she, her mind, and you know, there's a video, I'm sure you could YouTube it after, you know, the show was over, but there was somebody who I think within like a month after the show was over, they um, broke down how she switched all of the, the, 
chords and notes in the songs to ru- to flow evenly into the next song yeah, as she did it. Mm-hmm. They're always. I mean, amazing, they worked on music for amazing. four months. Yeah, you know what I'm saying before dance rehearsals even started. So that is just crazy. I mean, honestly, I feel like those babies were a blessing in disguise because I feel like her performance might have been completely different had she had done it the year before. So let's talk about the baby. Oh, you got a question? Wait. I don't want to run your show. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna come back to it. There's a you question. You got a question? <laughs> no, I was. I wanted you to continue. Well, all you guys to, to continue on as far as with her representing black culture i had a question as far as are black women the best at doing that when it comes to because this performance is so unique and it's so specific to a demographic that i don't know if i can really recall anyone on this iconic level doing something that black maybe james brown Maybe but he went on no Coachella state. Well, yeah. exactly. well, I mean, at the time, said, he yeah, wouldn't have maybe. been. At the time. I know, I know. It's, it's just it's funny. But it's just like <laughs> that's why I can't. Every every name that I came up with, I could I could just be like, nah, it's not like it wasn't mm-hmm. to that level, or it was like maybe a little bit. But this was like really black and black and black. black. You know what I think? So I think that like there have been certain artists that you know want to black and shit up and that's fine but the way that they do it is not inclusive of all black people so like and I'm not going to single out because I don't have a specific example that I can think about but like let's just say you have a black rapper who gets on stage and you know for example oh, Kendrick Lamar BT Awards you know he's like chained in the shackles and he's mm-hmm. performing you know all his songs or whatever everyone loves that even Meek Mill I think when he came mm-hmm. back out was doing mm-hmm. that one performance and it's like you know about prison reform or whatever when we see black shit like that it usually focuses on like prison reform or slavery or something about something that I feel like is kind of centered more or less around black men and not necessarily for example like even amigos was talking about you know yeah we could work with gay people but we're not really trying to fuck with them like that you know like you can definitely tell that she pulls people from every single part of the black walk you know to really join her on stage and also i wanted to mention the fact that well i don't know if y'all listen to the actual album that came out mm-hmm. um but there is a there is a new rendition of before i let go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and on there, she talks about, you know, brought, you know, showed up to Coachella, brought all, brought all the squad with me. Let's just recap. Um, Michelle, uh, Kelly, Jay-Z. Um, she took any opportunity she could to remix songs with black artists. Um, there was Future. There was Big Sean. Mm-hmm. There was, um, what is that? OT Genesis. Mm-hmm. That was Unforgettable. That mixed with Diva. So I feel like... On- Solange was there, too. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Solange was there. Um... Was there anybody else in terms of celebrity that we're missing? I think that's it. Not out. Yeah, just yeah. the core. Yeah. So her core, basically all the people that she fucks with, it was like a Beyonce and Friends type of show. And the fact that she had every single piece, Jay-Z came and performed at a certain part. Um, I do believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that Solange choreographed that particular part of... She wrote Give Me Body. Oh, she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, she includes people and gives credit. You know, even in the end, there was credits to every single individual dancer that showed up on the stage. There was like 200 of those people. Or plus... I think to your point, because when you talk, started talking about Kendrick and, you know, Meek Mill and what the what some of the men have done with the platform to kind of do the thing. So I'm thinking like men and women, I think, especially given what's gone on in the last five or so years in our culture with all the shootings and all of that stuff, the men are going to take the opportunity to educate 
but the women are the heart of the culture. And so we take the opportunity to, to celebrate. celebrate. And so that's the difference that I think between what a black woman would bring and a black man would bring. A black man is going to try and fix this shit. And while you fixing it, let me fix you some collard greens and some chicken and let's have a good time. <laughs> so but like also, I think that an important difference and not even just in terms of black women, but in terms of Beyonce in particular, mm-hmm. you know, with Meek Mill or Kendrick, I think people expect that a little bit mm-hmm. more from mm-hmm. them. And Beyonce having the platform that she does and using it that way in a people in a way that is is not necessarily expected of her because this is still very new like this is all in the past couple of years she's been more and more outspoken Mm -hmm. you know really kind of starting around the time like we mentioned the Super Bowl performance but her being that outspoken about black issues like she doesn't have songs like the black or the berry or or stuff that Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar has that specifically talks about the black experience or liberating black people or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that has not been a part of her wheelhouse before. Right. Cause so, she, she was so chained up in doing, you know, the dance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the state, she was in a safety net where she had, she performed Halo until she probably was sick of that fucking song. Yeah. And, and that's because she didn't that's, grow up that way. She didn't have that experience. She's been in the industry since she was like 14. Literally. So her, her life experience doesn't necessarily resonate with that. And that's why yeah. I'm saying, like, for her to, I think that the fact that it is unexpected or that it's not as common of her makes it even more poignant. And so to your question about black women's, uh, you know, what our position is in that, like, specifically in terms of Beyonce and her being one of the most famous black women in the world, you know, it gave her the ability to to do what she did in a way that most of the men in the industry I don't feel like would have been able to do that with the same amount of resonance because you have mm-hmm. to think about her access as well because exactly That's because exactly what I mean and exactly so her access plays a big part into this um in addition to Solange and Jay-Z and um, Destiny's Child reuniting on stage, there was also certain points in the show where, again, if you don't follow Beyonce, you're not going to understand. So there were two two guys, they're dancing, they're the called twins. The, Le- the Less Twins. Damn, They've gone on tour with her before. She has kept all of her connections, and this is just an att- like, a, like a, a testament to the type of person that Beyonce is. I don't think that Beyonce is the type of person who really be having riffs with people or, or has beef with people. She works with people and it's not necessarily like, oh, I I have this crazy fallout story and it's going to end up on the shade room. She's like, so my guitar player that I played with 11 years ago, could you just, um, can I just borrow you for the, the weekend? Band for a really You long know what I'm saying? Time. And even when she decides to switch it up, you know, she'll switch up some of her dancers from time to time, but the same like 12, Ashley Everett mm-hmm. and all these other people, they're, they're, they're her main line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so she, she's reliable when she needs to count on these people. Yeah. But I think it also speaks to the fact that she can be off tour with her main guitarist or these, uh, male dancers or whoever it is and just call them and be like, Hey, so could I borrow you this weekend? Um, you know, that would be great. Like it just shows that the relationships that she can keep with people and the access that she has, who knows what the fuck they had going on. You know what I'm saying? They didn't, ha- they didn't have to be at Coachella. These are people who perform in Africa and all over the world. So, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that really speaks to her character. I mean, also at the same time, it's Beyonce. Who's going to say no to her? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And, and going off of that, uh, and Sophie, you mentioned it earlier as far as uh, the, I guess the environment of Coachella historically has been, I feel like it's more like, for white people Lily White mm-hmm. so with Coachella <laughs> and it's a lot of cultural appropriation to be honest yeah that too mm. facts so with them 
collaborating with Beyonce for this type of performance, and I, I believe they backed her up probably 100% because, like you mentioned, Tiffany, who says no to Beyonce? What do we say about, like, is this a different direction as far as Coachella's going in, as far as how, no. how they're... Based on no, this year, so. nope. No. no. Just like how we're probably not going to get another black president for a while. You know, like, they, <laughs> they let us get one black president, we're probably not going to get another one for a while. They're not going to let some black shit like that happen at, Why do you uh, think at so? Coachella mm, again. You know... Black shit? No. Beyonce, yes. If Beyonce was like, Coachella, I'm coming back next year, they would sell tickets tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter how black it is, but they're not going to let Meek Mill black it up like that. Like, in terms of the different artists that they're going to... Yeah, in terms of different artists that are not Beyonce, they're not going to be like, all right, Nikki, you can come and talk about slavery. Like, no. Like, they're not fucking with that shit. And I think it resonates different with different artists as well. You could do that at the BT Awards. But if it's not... I'm not going to... I don't know. I don't want to say if it's not coming from Beyonce, it's not going to be received like that. But again, the type of access that you have to have... It has um, to come from someone safe. It's almost like she's kind of safe. She's going to be black and she's going to give a message, but it's not going to be ratchet. She's going to be done very well. Yeah. 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 Looking at her career holistically, are you all more impressed with her growth as an artist or as a businesswoman? And I say that because... With this Netflix, it, it was the, Coachella paid her four million dollars to perform, right? I think that's what they said. That's what estimated, and then they said that she. Yeah, it's, okay, so I think they said that they paid her and Ariana the same amount mm-hmm. because that like six or something, six million. Well, but she packages. She flipped that shit. Yeah, though. she packages in a way to where I think she she's got, got 60 million this and like too many, two other specials maybe mm-hmm, coming out. Mm-hmm. So. That's business wise. You're seeing, you're hearing her name a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. more and more as far as the Adidas uh, collaboration he ha- she has mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to the black representation. Now she, you know, walked out of Reebok just because they mm-hmm. didn't have any anybody that looked like her. An executive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Artistically, you all mentioned she's going in a black direction. Which at, at this point in your all lives, what which lane are you kind of like? I really respect that more that I probably didn't back then. I would have to say, being that I'm around the same age as I'm a little bit older, I more respect the artistry because the things that she's talking about in her music, like the fact that she talked about some of the trials and tribulations that she went through with Jay on Lemonade, the fact that through her artistry, she's expressing things that culturally we can we can appreciate watching her go from Destiny's Child to where she is now. I personally respect the artistry more because I think that's what's a little bit more inspirational to me. So seeing a woman back coming back after having twins, putting her, you know, having the the discipline and the rigidity rigidity, I don't being strict. <laughs> Seeing how strict and how serious and how detailed she was about what she was trying to trying to create, that's what inspires me. I mean, the business acumen is awesome. Flip your money, get your deals, make spaces for more black people. But what personally inspires me is the artistry. I have to agree with that because as far as artistry goes, she's incorporating social problems and then different things that she wants to talk about in music and she's performing, performing in that sense. And uh, as far as business side goes, she's risking a lot. Like going to a Coachella in a, such a strong cultural sense, it can make or break, you know, it could burn bridges. And uh, she's not afraid of that. She just wants to say what she wants to say and she's all about it. So, not so much in business, but she's a great artist. 
Actually, to that point, I would say, and this is kind of similar to what I said a second ago, but seeing her come into her own self and be comfortable being herself um, in front of people, you know, like showing, like you said, the some of the marital issues that she went through, like things like that, that would never you would have never really given you would never be given access to that, like past that polished kind of facade that everything's perfect. And I think one of the things that's really dope about that, because so many people, you know, love her and admire her and look up to her, that it gives those people mm-hmm. the ability to say, OK, well, you know, she got through this and she's this strong, so I can be this strong in my own scenario. And the thing is, is when you're only putting out polished perfection, you don't give people that That kind of inspiration. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. At first, I was going to say that for me, I I would say both because I don't feel like I can separate the two because I appreciate them both in their own regard. But I would say artistry in terms of the fact that I do like I feel comfortable when I know that Beyonce can be her fucking self because she's always like said that she puts on another persona when she comes on stage but even now I kind of feel like she's more true than she's ever been when she's on stage in front of us now like she can say certain things like I feel like that like her cussing on stage was authentic like she she wanted to say that she stomped formation into the fucking ground like she performs like she just has so much fun and I mean obviously she puts a whole bunch of work um, into the behind the scenes performance and stuff but I just feel like she has so much fun now and I think that you can see it that she has a good time like when I went to go see her in formation she looked like she was going through some shit dead ass like yes facts did you see yes Atlanta show I wasn't I don't think no I didn't go I went to the lemonade show but just watching like yeah, the yeah, clips yeah. and stuff I was like she don't look right and I had a feeling like I think she pregnant like I remember when I was when lemonade came and I was like I think she pregnant I just have a sinking suspicion. Mm-mm, no, uh-uh. She looked, she looked like... But in formation, yeah, she looked stressed and tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, when she was doing... Sorry, not the limit. Yeah, the formation tour. Mm-hmm. She just looked like sad or weak or just like not herself, you know? And then, you know, obviously she you know put that whole album out and i don't know i just feel like after reconciling with jay publicly and pri- like obviously she did it privately first like they've right. been good and then they put out the art together and you know having her fans see that whole thing kind of drag him but then forgive him a little bit i feel like she felt so much better perform like she had fun on the ape shit tour she didn't even give a fuck when niggas ran up on, on her on stage mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like she don't give a fuck she knows she's taken care of she know her security's good like she's julia saying like nothing happened to her at all period <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I just feel like she's so much more comfortable now and I just love seeing her like that because even now um, on uh, the God what was the album Everything is Love Mm -hmm. you know she was like fuck Spotify like if I gave a damn about streaming numbers I would have put Lemonade on Spotify let that shit cook for three years and was just like all right, y'all can have it (laughs) and they still put it out so gratefully like she said fuck you as a platform and y'all still released her shit because you know you're gonna profit off of it to me that's power like she doesn't give a fuck and neither does Jay you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. and I think he probably be hyping her up too like who give a fuck about that B like who gives a shit yeah especially where he's at (laughs) it makes sense for him to say that I think they glean off of each other yeah you and Sophie you and they both mentioned as far as the vulnerability that you saw not only in the documentary but even before this like Mm -hmm. at the previous tours do you feel like that's the reason why she showed us the family moments she showed us you know when she was when she was like at her heaviest when as far as weight and trying to get back to being normal like like what (laughs) what 
when I saw her she with was all pregnant. that baby on she was titties, pregnant I said look at her, her man I, and, even and her when, natural hair yeah I love when she has her hair out but oh yeah God. like just seeing her cope with her body going through all the changes from the babies and all the she, she just ha- looked so tired she did and, and hungry but you know what she was so cute with them little chubby so cheeks and she looked happy <laughs> like she think, looked happy do you think she did that for us as fans to maybe like for, for you all that noticed earlier signs of oh. things you were like what's going like something's going on like you said she's pregnant well like, those were two different times yeah yeah so we're talking about like whatever okay so what I'm talking about is when she was on her formation tour in Atlanta, she was not pregnant at all. That was no, the, I'm just saying like, but it was yeah, before she lets, she lets you in. She like, lets you in yeah. a little bit and into the, like the, the family stuff. She's always showing like glimpses, even since the on the road tour, on the run tour, like they'll show family snippets and the babies and stuff during the tour. So she always kind of lets you in there. But I think everything she does and everything she's, she's allowed us to see is very intentional. But you know what? And I think, you know, Beyonce is not the type of person to, you know, take a picture of her babies out the womb and sell it to a tabloid that's yeah. never been her she she treats these moments as intimate and i don't know if that's because T- miss tina you know did the same thing with her like there's whole, a whole bunch of videos of beyonce performing as a child and like just private moments that she's now been able to publish and like own the right to obviously but she's very like sh- she she does everything with intention and i think the reason why we don't see her kids like that is because people she tried to give us the joy of experiencing blue ivy and people did not know how to fucking handle that they talk shit about her hair they talk shit about her being a child they talk shit about her being nappy and looking ugly and oh you look like jay-z like just like your daddy yeah you know like the way that people treated blue ivy carter she was like y'all not about to do that to my other babies y'all got me fucked up so when you do see them that's like it's when it's going to be on my time mm-hmm. so i think that she definitely does want to share that with us but i think that just like anybody else beyonce is sensitive and she like mm-hmm. you got her fucked up if you're gonna she's be talking about her kids she's i mean i feel like she just started in the industry for as a, such a young age that mm-hmm. she knows what it's like yeah. to of be course yeah she knows what it's like to be you know um, talked about yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all the time that she doesn't want that for the kids and if we're going back to what you're saying i think it's both for herself as well as the fans because there are tabloids out about everything you know people are going to gossip about you and they're in your own sense whatever it makes sense you're in your head and people are going to talk about it but by showing it whatever you want to show them you're actually telling everybody hey this is my life so you know here here's your answer and I don't want to talk about it because she doesn't do the inter- interviews anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just she's sharing it in her she own way. She controls her own right. narrative. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this whole performance and this documentary special, is is this more meaningful on purpose as far as how it's relating to everyone, how it's, you know, a, a sense of inspiration? I, I'm saying that because I feel like with everything she talked about as far as like giving up her time from seeing her family from raising her Mm -hmm. kids uh how hard it is to do this stuff Mm -hmm. she does this for the fans is she hinting at possible retirement as far as it's getting too much it's funny that you bring that up because when we were talking about why is she gone this direction in her career i remember in interviews she used to say i want to be to the point where by the time i'm 30 i can retire and it seems like after that age part, after she reached that 30 year mark, that's when she started going off and started dropping stuff a lot, like without any promotion and started changing in her career. So I really get the impression that she's like, all right, I got to the point I wanted to get to. Now I'm going to do the shit the way I want to do it, because at this point I can afford to. So I don't necessarily I, 
I wondered that when I was watching the um, documentary, I was like, I wonder if she going to start to slow down Mm-mm. because she keeps because at this point, she's kind, even though I'm, I'm accepting it, and I'm going to pay my money for it. She's recycling music. So I'm like, okay, is she doing this because she's working on something? Would she start to slow down? I don't quite know. She can do whatever she wants to at this point. So I personally think because she has that leisure, she'll just make something when she feels like making it or feels inspired. I don't think she's going to be one of those who pumps an album out every year to two years anymore. But I do think she'll continue to do it when she feels like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like that inspiration has to set in because she has to continually keep topping herself. And that's not because we feel like she has to keep to- topping herself. She could put out another 7-Eleven and record it with her iPhone and we would eat that up. But I feel like at this point in her career, Beyonce knows that she's her only competition. And she says that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not competing with fucking Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. Like, nobody gives a fuck. I'm Beyonce. I'm competing with my damn self. So why would you put out music other than only when you're inspired by something or when, you know, you're impressed upon by something? I wanted to probably end on this note as far as we all mentioned we respect her artistry. And as far as her being representing the black culture, she's like probably one of the best, if not the best. Where do you feel like she ranks when it comes to artists in general or even black artists? Uh, I personally think she's probably top three, maybe even number one. Are we talking of all time or they're all currently time. alive? All time. I feel like I, she is worldwide known, most famous person. Like even if you go to like rural parts of anywhere, she's gonna be talked about. She's gonna, over Mike. Like everybody knows Come over again. Michael Jackson. Ugh. But right now, Michael Jackson, dude. I mean, dude. younger in the grades don't really know though. No. Millennials don't know. Should I, should, should I, I can to, go to I went to India and that's all the fuck they played. They played old Michael, new Michael, the kids were singing Michael, they, they selling Michael CDs on the yeah, corner. Michael Jackson died and they were showing different places all over the world of people out with like signs and morning signs. Somebody yeah. killed a couple people killed themselves like in different countries. You know, Mike had, is serious. And so that's why I was saying like okay, so here's my thing. I'm generally against ranking people because mm-hmm. I feel like it's difficult to objectively do that especially because you have different performers that are doing different things mm-hmm. for Agreed. example Agreed. I love Prince <laughs> Prince is one of my favorite performers ever Prince pay like Prince doesn't dance the way that Beyonce does but he plays like a million different instruments and he's talented in a different way so I don't think that I can say which one of them would be ranked higher on the best artists of all time list because I just feel like they're too different to, to really rank them. Okay. So ranking is weird to me. So I'm going to sit this one out. I will say <laughs> that I think a lot of people try to rank Beyonce when it comes to vocally. And for example, like, you know, when you have different artists, it is hard to take a package of what one artist gives and put it over the other because mm-hmm. what they provide might, might not be the same thing as what you just said. But for example, you know, a lot of people say, um, oh, y'all are sleeping on... Uh, 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 Jennifer Hudson. Y'all are sleeping on... What's that other one? Fantasia. Who? Whitney Houston? No. F- not like Fantasia is one of them, but mm-hmm. th- there's another one. I think it starts with like a J. I'm not sure. She's kind of, she's not big, but she's like. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan. Yes, her. She's Hi. a local Hello. Too. Yeah. So anyways, let's just, I'm going to use Jasmine and Sullivan as an example. Everybody likes to use this. Oh, like, you know, vocally, she's better than Beyonce, this and that and the third. Me personally, I think that Beyonce has a lot better like vocal control when it comes to singing and in ter- like in terms of um what do you call like like vocal training, you know, whereas she's not just belting out shit and being loud for the fuck 
like for the fuck of it. She she's very intentional with the way that she sings and the way that she like has voice control and the fact that her daddy was making her run on the treadmill mm-hmm. while she's fucking singing just so that she could have that stamina at, at a young age. It's mm-hmm. like who the fuck is doing that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even what Joe Jackson shit is that. Yeah. Look, yeah. let me tell you something. Hey, yeah. but if it produced Good a Beyonce, shows. it did. Yeah, and it did. Reason. Yeah, but no, dead ass like running on the treadmill in heels. Okay, in heels. In heels. Oh, boy. You know I mean, what I'm it saying? It shows. Like even during the concert, she was dancing full on, full out, mm-hmm. and she was still able to sing perfectly. Yeah, I, I mean, it confuses me honestly to the point where I'm like, okay, like maybe this is it really maybe singing? she's lip syncing. Maybe yeah. this part. Maybe this. Yeah, part. I'm like, okay, is it this part? Did <laughs> I maybe, see you move her mouth? Like you're, you're just. Just trying to like make sense of it almost yeah. so i feel like in certain things where people are trying to compare her vocally to other people i feel like it's no match because when you hear like the quality of her voice if beyonce <laughs> wants to sound deep she can sound deep if she wants to do opera she can do opera and she 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 does that to fucking flex on people like she even had that segment in homecoming where she sat down and everybody was like leaning on her lap mm-hmm. and she just did that opera vocal medley and everybody was like this bitch is fucking me the fuck on up i cannot <laughs> I can't. So, I mean, yeah, vocally, I think that she's the best. So, okay, so if we're not... Jackson? Uh, No, they're so different. Because Michael Jackson would do a lot of, like weird noises that, that, you know what I'm saying like like Michael he had Jackson's a lot of inspirational he, though no he had a lot of he had a lot of signature noises that he yeah. would make mm-hmm. that were just very you know just MJ specific to him yeah. so I think that that's I don't know I don't really think that you can compare him because it's like comparing rock and fucking you know what I'm saying it's yeah. like comparing like rock vocals and like R&B vocals it's just different I guess if I had to say in terms of like total package from a performance standpoint She's then maybe there. I can say you know that the top three are like Michael Jackson Prince and Beyonce I don't know That's that I can rank three. them within that to say Vocally, one to two and three correct I can agree with that vocally I mean don't get me wrong I love I love Beyonce's vocals, especially seeing how they've transitioned over the years. But Layla Hathaway is that bitch to me. So I just, I just feel like when we start talking about voices, she's good, but it's some jazz singers out there that I think was seeing her under the bus. But as far as performances, I think I, I'm kind of with your list. I think Mike is up there. I saw Prince last concert, girl. I could Damn. cry. Um, and, but I think those three are good. Tops, if we're talking about how like popularity and performance act, like, like the way they company, yeah, the way that they intersect, the way that they intersect for sure, because not everybody's doing that. You can't shimmy shake, do a cartwheel, do a yeah. backflip, and then continue singing like that. But at the same time, though, Beyonce had kids, and she had three kids, and she's still doing everything perfectly. <laughs> Let's talk about Michael Jackson. She didn't pushed have out kids babies, like that. honey. Them niggas ain't pushed out. No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's correct. She came back, and That's she's accurate. still great. <laughs> All right, so then if we're if we're not gonna rank her against mm-hmm. competition there's about- nobody fucking with her right now though okay <laughs> from a performance standpoint or from a and that's because everybody's lazy and everybody's standpoint yeah like just popularity standpoint okay like as far as the amount of people she's gonna get at her concerts every year no matter what she's saying not even Kanye are you no, kidding me? Uh, no, that's all, man. I'm just saying, I'm doing Sunday service at Coachella. Boy, stop. He's begging for attention back. Yeah. It's so sad. You're that's not going to go used- to like roll country in, I don't know, Utah. Indonesia <laughs> and then have like people singing, you know, Kanye song. Yeah. That's you're true. not going to see true. that. Well, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not. Oh, <laughs> when he put the Trump hat on, he probably got a little 50,000 more fans. Um, <laughs> 
when no, it comes he lost to, like 50,000 mm-hmm. fans, but he might have gained two because the people that were <laughs> equaled out, they're like, oh, see, look, he's doing that. But they didn't actually like start fucking with him or listen to his music. They just like, they, they just co-signed him out, right? Like, exactly. oh, look, see, blacks can like Trump. Okay, so <laughs> within her catalog, what would you say is, or what album really speaks to you as an individual? I know that may be hard because you, especially you, um, you, Nay, as far as you grew up with destiny's child and everything you've seen the transition all right fuck it, i'll go first so i'll just say self-titled i'll say this because i was coming into my own like on some like not little girl shit but just like i feel like you so- became a woman yeah well you know what and it's just so funny because listening to that album i definitely remembered like going on that emotional journey. like that album is a lot more fun than, than lemonade you know what i'm saying it's not as dark as lemonade i mean the first six songs of lemonade is like oh my god i'm about to kill this nigga and the second one is like okay maybe not <laughs> um whereas on self-titled it's like it's a fun album but she talks a lot about like you know like I'm I'm in this I'm in this kitchen for you naked cooking dinner for you naked where the fuck you at like it was just like she was dealing with a lot of emotions like am I tripping because I feel like I'm the shit but this nigga isn't acting like it so maybe it's me like she she was really just like asking herself a lot of questions and just kind of like having to reaffirm herself but it was also a fun album so I feel like you know a lot of the songs that she did on that particular album spoke to me um, whereas Lemonade I feel like you have to be in a mood yeah. like you have to be in like a deeper mood to really mm-hmm. like you know, resonate. Sorry's my shit though on Lemonade. I ain't go. I ain't okay, did you hear the demo? Let me I, tell you something. I played the demo bitch. on the way here. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's so not hard, it's but I love so it. Good. It's so good. Yeah. And you know what that made me think of? I was like, I feel like if Beyonce and Solange. Okay, so theories, right? <laughs> Solange just did an album called When I Get Home. Mm-hmm. Beyonce just dropped something called Homecoming. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. The album's gonna be called Soon as I Get Home. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I'm just saying that the way that Beyonce sang on that original such demo, different artists. No, they are. But listen, like the way that she sang, and it was all airy and like just vocally, just like it was airy, but it was. It sounded like, like a Solange song. It did, and so I could definitely hear. That. It sounded like a smoker song, to be honest. I would Solange. like I, Solange's whole good. album is a smoker. Album. I would like to smoke it. That's, I would like to get high. When I, was I would to it, like to listen I'll, to it because I listened to it the first time on my way here, and I'm like, Beyonce made a smoker song. Cause I'm like mm-hmm. the vibes and it, mm-hmm. it just is so mellow it's and chill, so good. especially in contrast to the first version that you heard. And you know what? It's so much better than the first version. You I think mean, so? Of course. I, to be honest, the way that I am, like musically, the way that like Sor- Sorry was produced, I thought it was gonna be a lot darker than that, or like the the, the bass was gonna hit deeper than that. But there's something in the song where it goes dun 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 dun, dun. like it just seems too light for me. Whereas this one, it was more moody and it was more light, and you could tell that I. I feel like she made this obvious obviously she made this version first when she was actually sad and then mm-hmm, she flipped it and freaked mm-hmm. it and was like fuck that nigga you know what i'm saying yeah. so just seeing the contrast of that song was so completely different and even though the lyrics were mostly the same i think it just had a completely different mood to it and i was absolutely in love i'm i'm still in love with that song <laughs> it is so beautiful so you sure about the self-titled over lemonade yeah no i'm okay. sh- i'm sure about that because i'm not going to listen to that every day i mean it's sonically beautiful to listen to but for me to actually like resonate and feel some shit for example like mine is undeniable that song with drake mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous song. gorgeous song um drunken love is fun you know what i'm saying it's like a club banger there's just a lot that she has to offer on that album that's just v- like sonically really pretty flawless is 
amazing. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the most defining moments, you know, like a turn in her career as well, you know, picking up the whole feminist ideology and like, you know, just really standing up for women and doing that whole thing. And then, you know, Nicki Minaj is on the remix. It's just, it's a fun album. What about you, Tyler? I've never bought a Beyonce album or li- I literally y'all listen. I literally listened to Lemonade for the first time today. Wow! Like, I know, but wait, wait, there's wait, a lot of firsts today. Me, yeah, I mean, after I uh, oh, that's as I was watching Homecoming, like I got a notification like, I on more. my phone. I bet you well, didn't I got a notification wa- saying oh. that they had put it on Apple Music because mm-hmm. like I don't have title. I might have listened to Lemonade earlier if I had title, but you didn't but, watch you know, it, did you? No, so I haven't. You have to. She messed it up. She messed it up. I watched the film before I would listen to the album it's, yeah watch yeah, the it's, film it's, but I listened to the album all the way through today and I'm no, like no it's not the same it's not the same I don't know no, I'm saying I'm, I, I, I agree I'm going to I want to see like the whole thing especially as somebody that like yeah, as a in, film like, person, music watch videos. the like, film. So I want to see yeah. that for that reason. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I said before today, I never. I don't think I'd even listen to a Beyonce album all the way through, except for maybe was that was was there one called Four that yes. had like Countdown and Love yes. on Top yeah. and mm-hmm. Start Over. And yeah, okay. So I, I care. Uh, what that, else? That's that, like, that's that part on the banger. performance on the on the special, man. That that, that was probably my best part song. moving forward. What like, I care? Yeah, when she did that part because I love her vocals. Like of what course. you were talking about, as far as like the party records and like the fun records, those were cool. But for me, like I'm old school. Like I love hearing like you sing them songs. Also, with the sorry um, original demo, it almost felt like like is, is Ballad be back? Exactly. Like is, is she? Is she? I liked it for that, and I miss because we haven't heard that. From her. That's why I mean we have, but it's been in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But it's like hearing a full song where she's just for three minutes and fifty seconds just singing to us and like being in her feelings and just emoting to us. I'm just like, oh god. I just That's can't. why my, my favorite album is uh, B Day. Because uh, I correct, I, I, I think her first two albums. Can y'all do me a favor and when y'all list these, say like what some of the okay, I got you. Deja I don't know Boo, okay, because um, I, I went Diva. through a list. Crazy in Love. Crazy. No, Crazy Diva, in Love. Diva is not on there. No, Cra- Diva's on B Day. No, 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 it's on. It's incorrect. on. It's on. I am uh, Sasha Pierce. Yeah. Crazy in Love was the first one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Crazy Love was the first album. B Day had uh, Upgrade You. Is that, I think Deja Vu, Crazy check, in Love, Check Up On It. Mm-hmm. Um, check Up On It was Pink Panther soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me say this real quick. So I ha- I've listened to Beyonce songs. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, if you turn on my iTunes, what's you your favorite Beyonce Beyonce's. song then? <sighs> let me think about that okay. and come back to me. But like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I listen to like metal in 30s through 50s music, like Nina Simone and Billie Holiday. And oh, this like is that. not your so shit, that's, girl. That's <laughs> You know, like I, you might I, like the Cadillac record. Wait, song. okay, wait. I have a question. Like I have a question for you. Song. I have a question. So you listen oh, yeah, to lemonade. You listen to lemonade t- today for the first time, right? Uh-huh. What did you think of the song "Don't Hurt Yourself"? Is that oh, the Jack White I, that song? Actually, okay, so let me say this: when I was watching homecoming because there were a lot of songs that I didn't recognize and I'm yeah. like oh this is probably from Lemonade because I know I never heard it like Don't Hurt Yourself was the one that made me pick up my phone and turn on Soundhound like which song is this because Aww. that's like friend I, I know you okay I was, yeah I wondered if like people who are into rock would think that that's like cliche and not like real I rock. love crossover no like, I love like, it it's, it's good when it's done right it's done right it's good you know? I just also want to point out that there are back because you know every time I listen to her it's like something new you know headphones is different and then the car is different whatever she has these vocals in the background of don't hurt yourself where 
they're like her doing opera vocals in the back, but it's also weird because it's like over like metal. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and it's 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 layered in there. So you really have to listen to it. But it's just like the shit that she does. Like she's known for stacking and layering and being mm-hmm. in the fucking studio, just like layering. Like her fucking um, songs probably look crazy long and whatever she edits in. But it's just absolutely amazing that she takes the time to layer and stack things that you normally wouldn't even hear. Um, and she like even in a song like that where the guitars are so loud and the drums are so loud but she still took time to put like opera vocals in the very background so like that one time when you're high as fuck you're like oh what is that like, you know it's so good it's so good yeah. actually let, let me say this real quick because I said something a second ago about Nina Simone and Nina Simone is one of my favorite artists like mm-hmm. of all time I'm actually named after her my middle name Aww. is Simone because both my parents left so I grew mm-hmm. up listening to her and so um, when I was watching the documentary today and I noticed one that she incorporated a Nina Simone song into the Coachella performance but she also started the documentary out with a yeah. quote from Nina Simone and like as soon as I saw that I, I immediately was like okay and going back to how we've been talking about this shift in her career where she's becoming more and more unapologetically black like a lot of people don't know this but in some ways Nina Simone becoming un- unapologetically black kind of fucked up her career in some ways and people like told her not to do it because she started alienating certain people in her audience she was like I don't give a fuck yeah. and she did it she do you feel up, like you know, it's almost moving. like on some like pass the baton type shit I, in a way I, I really dug how because Beyonce is doing that more and more I don't think that she's going to like have the same damage to her career that Nina Simone did mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately but I love that she started it out with that because I felt like that was a nod to her her acknowledging or saying like yes bitch I'm in here unapologetically black like this is what it is I see you bitch and yeah, yeah. I love as soon as I started off I was like oh, okay. right yeah so what about you Nay? okay okay so this is difficult. You had some time to think. Yeah, I did. Okay, so I wanted to say Formation because oh, that was like the album that I probably could relate to the most being married with children and yeah. just understanding that, you know, the plights of going up and down in a marriage. But the film I like better than the album. And when I put the album on, there's a lot of stuff that I can skip through. So... Okay. Because I can list B-Day B- had hits. Like, yeah. No, no, Deja it's not B-Day. So it B-B-Body, is, and I, I hate that I'm saying this. Are you going to say four? I am. I knew you were going to say four. This is the thing. I didn't like, I didn't want to accept the fact that I was, I was a, a Beyonce fan. I felt like I was too grown to be like a Beehive member, but when I heard I care, let me tell you something. That's what made me put the stamp and send my application in. Sorry, baby. That's what made me go on ahead and send my Beehive send application in because I was like, I can't, I can't. I, you yeah, can't I've had not. every album. It makes I like sense. every song. And yeah, four was like, it took a minute for me to, to get there. But yeah, yeah, four. I think that four is the album. Like, like I said, I, I've never bought a whole album, but in terms of singles that I've downloaded, I think I have the most singles off of four. And that mm-hmm. was the most experimental one. You know, a people lot of people, like that, a lot right? of people yeah, shit on that one, but there's so many gems on that. I mean, yeah. obviously, love on top. I care came from her that one. Voice was Countdown. good. On one that. plus one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, was that? Um, I might be young, but I'm ready. Was that? Yeah, on yeah. Party. Okay. yeah, 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 party. Oh yeah, I didn't remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so back back when Kanye was still allowed. Right, right. <laughs> uh, what a good memory. 
Yeah. What about you, Tiffany? Uh, tough decision. So I was like going with temp- uh, contemplating between either Beyonce, self-titled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or B Day because that's actually when I started listening to Beyonce. Same. And I'm torn with you, so it's fine. Yeah, and uh, Lemonade because as soon as I started like watching the film, I was like, oh my god, I've been She's there. So smart. I know, I know, girl. Like, I, I know what that's like. Shook that whole roller coaster thing. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna turn <laughs> out. The other side is gonna be bright and happy. Was you know what's so, crazy? I was gonna, okay, go ahead. Like watching Lemonade. And I, I didn't know what was happening because, of course, Beyonce does that thing again where she's like, hey, at eight o'clock, turn on your TV. I'm not telling you what's going to happen, but you'll figure it out. I didn't know that it was an album until she got to Don't Hurt Yourself. Well, first of all, I didn't realize it was an album till the end because I was like, oh, my God, they were all songs. Oh, my God, I could download this. Like, like it was just a realization thing mm-hmm. for me. But I didn't realize the the subject matter that she was touching on until she literally threw her ring at the camera. And, and I was so, not really. I don't know what's there wrong. There's so the many tablets. I don't know what's she wrong like, with just so like many. my daddy. I was like, oh damn. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what came over me because I was just enjoying it visually mm-hmm. from a standpoint of like, oh, like this is shot so beautifully, and she's in the tub, and you can't make a home out of people, and oh, this is just so poetic, and I just love. Like it was great, but once she was in that parking garage, just like mm-hmm. hunched, Man, just hun- hunched over that car with her braids, about to just like smash windows and shit. Where when she was in the yellow dress matching everything of course but the scary part was and i think she did this so exceptionally when she was walking through the town in her yellow dress smiling and that's the that's the worst part when you're like excited to fuck shit up and you just know (laughs) that that they gonna be on the receiving end of of your shit like you are excited like to just kill that shit um but yeah no it wasn't until i was watching don't uh, don't hurt yourself and she's like the rock is in the background and she's just like jumping all over this parking garage and she sure, at the end was like you think i am nigga like, no basic bitch. you ain't married to no average bitch but like she is just she put it all out though. she snapped yeah. and she literally took her ring off and threw it at the camera and i'm probably thinking like the cameraman is probably so uncomfortable at this point because <laughs> he probably knows them well and it's just awkward but I was just like, oh my God, this bitch is really giving it to us. You know, the thing is, I was thinking that whenever she was filming that, she has to be in a good terms with Jay-Z at the point. So by singing that song, by filming it, I think she she probably brought up the whole feeling of what she was going through before. She left, actually. She left what? She left left Jay-Z for a period of time and shot a majority of Lemonade in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. She was like away from him during that time. So during Homecoming... When she was sitting down singing I Care. Mm. Before she starts, you see her like take a breath. <sighs> like, okay, I gotta get into like and she even does it, I think she does it a lot when she performs Every show. resentment. Show. It's like I gotta get into that zone because I was pissed with you when I when I wrote mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so yeah, I really do feel like she gotta put herself back into where she was because the way she took that breath, like, all right, I'm gonna tell you you don't really give a fuck about me and I'm gonna sing it beautifully. Yes, God. Oh, I love what's, it. What's messed up is that I was breaking up with somebody when Lemonade came out. So, oh. <laughs> so she was probably yeah, she was, guilt she trip. Was, yeah, <laughs> she Were your windows missing. safe? Did anything get right. smashed? I don't know. No, I was at her. Uh, I was leaving her crib. So like, if anything was gonna get smashed, it was her shit. So, oh. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait. I'm sorry. I just that just wait. What? So you broke up with somebody as Lemonade was coming out? Like like when it came playing? Out. It, it, did it like live? 
No, 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 not live. It was around the same, like literally a day or two after it came out. Oh, so like, oh, I, think, okay. I think we watched it together. That's acceptable. I mean, y'all watched it together and you were like, you know what? And we broke up like two And broke up? Nah, it was more like, it's not you, it's me type shit. Yeah, that's not that bad because that's different. Yeah, but nah, I mean, she was definitely listening to that. I'm about to say that was on rotation. So good. Um, Love having this conversation with y'all, but y'all also have, you know, a lot of things going on. I wanted y'all to get a chance to, you know, promote or, you know, spotlight some of the things you got going on. We have four different, you know, podcast members on here, you know, all part of the Dead End Hip Hop family. So I wanted to, you know, get y'all a chance to, you know, speak on some things. Who going first? Oh. You can go. Oh, okay. Well, hi, I'm Naturally Nay. Um, so I'm on the Frames Per Second podcast here with Dead End, uh, with Dead End Podcasts. Um, but outside of that, I do um, natural hair YouTube tutorials. And um, this weekend, actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but this weekend, I'm actually going to be at the um, Natural Hair Show at the World Congress Center working with a company brand called Natural Club. I'm a brand ambassador for them, so I will be there. So if you're in the Atlanta area... Come hang out at the World Congress Center Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 7. And if you want, come say hey at booth 435. That's me. Hey. <laughs> um, I do a whole lot of different shit. I'm like five different. I'm a, I am an amalgamation of like five different people. Not like I have multiple personality disorder, but um, part of the reason why I go by Tyler Durden is because like it's <laughs> like my alter ego, you know. So um, saying all that to say, the thing that's most relevant to this is that I'm on Dead End Gaming, which, you know, it's a podcast where we talk about video games, like what's current. Uh, you know, we talk about old school games. It's dope. So anybody that's into video games, please check it out. Out. Um, I also stream on Twitch, um, you know, related to that. And I have like a Twitter account and stuff like that. Like I said, mostly video games with some pop culture stuff. So, um, yeah, if anybody's interested in finding me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, T-Y-E-L-E-R-R-D-U-R-D-E-N. And that's also my Twitch handle. If you want to watch me stream, like I said, anybody that's interested in video games, please feel free to check us out. So, hello everybody. My name is Tiffany. I'm from Dead End uh, Hip Hop's broadcast version of podcast for Black Korea. Um, you can follow us on uh, Black Korea ATL on uh, Twitter and or you can also follow us at Black Korea Podcast on Instagram. We major- we talk about the cultures and differences and uh, similarities between uh, Black culture as well as Korean culture and uh, some of the things that we experience experience and how we feel about specific things that's going on in the culture right now and uh, just different take on uh, everyday life so follow us and uh, um hope you enjoy hey guys um what's up it's say it ain't so i am on the is the mic still on podcast and that is all that i do (laughs) (laughs) um i'm we all plugging uh nikki do say Missing no disrespect. I'm on Dead End uh, Sports. You can hear me argue with FIFO and Ken about pretty much all things sports related. Um, and recently, uh, my other podcast that I do, my main one, uh, No Disrespect, we just dropped an episode um, featuring Nay and Rod. Uh, it was a great conversation. Check it out. We were talking about relationships and how they relate to films and just, you know, dived into that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, again, thank y'all for coming. Appreciate the con- uh, conversation dialogue. Mm-hmm. Y'all got any Anything else you all want to say about Beyonce before we close out? Everybody needs to watch the show.
first before they actually listen to this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. All kinds. Well, I mean, Did yeah, we I guess Netflix. No, we didn't spoil it. It's been a year. Not really. Yeah. 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 Sure. But I mean, me and Tyler, like, if me and Tyler <laughs> listen to this, we've never seen it before now, so I guess we could You can it. still go watch yeah. it. You'll still love it. Yeah, Y'all made cool. it to You'll this figure point it out. in the show, and it's too late now. So. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. <laughs> we'll put something in the beginning. <laughs> uh, so that's us for this week. Thank we you. Out. Bye.